0: Today, we hear from Jackson, a 20-year-old who has been through some pretty big changes in the past year. I'm trans because I feel so much gender dysphoria. And I'm like, how can one feel so much discomfort in one's body and not like realized I felt more trans than gay, tra- more trans than gender queer, more, more trans than anything else. And that
1: just resonated more with me. Jackson moved to Thunder Bay from B.C. during high school and became affiliated with Roots to Harvest through the Summer Employment Program for Youth. Two years later, he is still connected with the community he developed. Having recently gone through transition, Jackson shares the story of his journey into adulthood, balancing work and family and the dynamics of doing all of this while finding his true inner self. Full of relief and happiness. I feel so much better. I feel like an actual person. (laughs) Growing through it shares stories from young people who all have the common experience of being a part of Roots to Harvest, a human centered, food focused, not for profit in Thunder Bay, Ontario. This episode talks about dysphoria, mental health, and coming to terms with accepting oneself. You can also find resources for trans youth in Canada in the show notes.
2: Okay, so we are here with Jackson. I guess we'll start by asking you how you heard about
0: Roots to Harvest through school. And I met St. Jenna. Um, She told me about AYP and I was interested. So I contacted my guidance counselor and I told them about Roots to Harvest and how interested I I was. They gave me a piece of paper. I signed it. And then the next week or so, I I was a part of the group. So I was like, so excited to join. And yeah. Can we go back to how you met Sinjana? Through a presentation in my science class. She just told me, she just started a conversation with me. And I'm like, she just told me everything that there was to know about the summer program. So it was the presentation on the program.
2: Yeah. So what was your first impression of Reach the Harvest? I was very
0: happy. I felt like I belonged somewhere and it was like my getaway place.
2: It was literally my
1: getaway place. What does it mean to you to uh, to belong somewhere? It felt good.
0: It, I felt like I could escape somewhere and just be myself. Have you made any um, lasting connections with anyone at Roost to Harvest? Long-lasting. Um, St. Jenna for one, Kim too, and a few other kids and all that. So made some cool friends. What sort
1: of activities did you do when you were working with Roost to Harvest?
0: Like killing potato beetles, <laughs> and um, weeding, harvesting, uh, marketing, planting vegetables and seeds. It was a good time. What was your favorite aspect of it? Just killing potato beetles.
2: <laughs> I did not like that part of the job. <laughs> So what was it like on your very first day of AYP? To be honest with you, I was just shy. I was really shy.
0: I was curious of what it was really about. And then after a while, I'm like, this is a cool group. I'm really interested. And I just want to do this every day. Uh, like, especially in the summertime, it was like fun. Everything about it was fun. Can you share some of the fun aspects with us? Other than the potato beetles, um, just making making cool connections with people, having silly conversations and just having so much fun and being goofballs
1: (laughs) would you say it felt like kind of like a community almost
0: yeah it felt like a great community it still does
1: (laughs) it feels like home in some ways it feels like a family so you still feel that like connection with roots yeah so you said you felt like a sense of community while working at roots to harvest did having that help you overcome some of the fears that you have briefly told us about
0: yeah definitely it made me feel more confident as a person. And like, I feel like I grew from that almost like a lot of advice, a lot of support coming from Roots to Harvest. And it just made me more confident. And it just made me feel like it just, it was a big push to get over my fears. And I eventually overcame my fears. <laughs> Are you able to share
1: any of those fears with us today? Well, coming
0: out as transgender to my family it was a big relief after. And uh, I finally did it. So it was like the best thing ever. It was like my main accomplishment. So. <laughs> So it went really well then? Yeah, it went really well. Very supportive, very accepting. I'm very glad to hear that. So what is life like now, like after the coming out? Just full of relief and happiness. I feel so much better. I feel like, I feel like an actual person.
1: <laughs> so you said another way that you got through harder times was through manifestation. How does one do
0: that? Just realizing the situation you're in is temporary and every temporary situation like there's always a solution to it. There's always something positive in the end and it's not going to always stay the same. It's always going to be a roller coaster and you're always going to find yourself in a positive light and a negative light. And then you just, if you think of more positive, you attract more positive. So that's what I do. Are there any like mantras that you practice? No, no. I mean, I I do guided meditations once in a while, tarot reading and stuff like that. What is guided meditation? I don't know how everyone else does it, but I go on YouTube. I listen to some guided meditation on there and I just listen to it. And I just meditate with the music and with the voice over the music. And it's it's awesome.
1: Is this something that you've always been practicing?
0: No, I just started recently. <laughs> what inspired you to start looking into manifesting? Honestly, I don't know. I just started seeing stuff on TV. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I'm like, and then I started doing my research and I'm like, well, this is cool. I should probably get myself into this. And I'm like, this is actually helping me change the way I think and feel and stuff instead of just being a depressing kid.
1: (laughs) So you say it's beneficial for your mental health?
0: Yeah, it's very beneficial.
1: Do you feel noticeably different like from the person you were before you started doing that and afterwards? Definitely. I mean, there's, there's moments still like life is
0: life. It's a roller coaster, but it definitely helps.
1: Are there any other ways that you um, get through the harder times? Um, no, <laughs> honestly, no. It sounds like a pretty healthy um, way of managing. Yeah, definitely.
2: So now that the future is all like full of relief and bright and all that, what do you look forward to in it?
0: Being independent and starting my own life and starting testosterone mainly. <laughs> How does one begin that part of their journey of being trans? accepting yourself, realizing that you are trans and not being grossed out by who you are. First thing you have to do is just accept yourself. And then once you do that, you start being true to yourself. And once you're true to yourself, you can tell people, hey, this is this is who I am. I want you guys to accept me as who I am as a person.
1: Was there a point in time that you realized you were trans? Age-wise, I'm going to say 14 and what was it like to come to that realization and start, you know, becoming the person that you felt like? Well, at first I thought I was gay, and then gendered
0: queer. And then I just realized I'm trans because I feel so much gender dysphoria. And I'm like, how can one feel so much discomfort in one's body? And not, like, realized, like, I felt more trans than gay, more trans than genderqueer, more more trans than anything else. And that just resonated more with me. Was there anything that you did to cope with uh, body dysphoria? Layers of t-shirts <laughs> before I got a binder, so. <laughs> and so binders help a lot? Yeah. Where where does one go to find a binder? I searched on YouTube, transgender YouTubers, and they they provided links to their websites and... There's one specific website. It starts with, I don't know exactly the, the name of it. It's like G2C something. I don't know. You guys might know, but uh, that's just one p- particular website I've been going to to get a binder. I don't know the name of it.
1: So would you say that like the um, trans community on the internet has been very helpful for you? Definitely. It's educating. Is so there like a specific like social media platform that you find is like the most beneficial?
0: Uh, just YouTube and, and a lot of Facebook trans groups too.
1: Are there any um, like specific groups that you can name off for us? LGBTQ plus
0: community on Facebook and transgender support group. Would you say that your style
2: like differed when you realized who you were?
0: It differed throughout the years. Like at first I was very feminine trying to approach masculine, but I was like more on the gender neutral side of it. After a while, I started dressing more masculine over the years, realizing that's more my thing.
2: Is it more exciting to shop now?
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's exciting, but it's, it's challenging because the size of the clothes kind of oh, yeah. fit into male clothes.
1: So that being said, the clothes sizes are a little bit larger, as you said. That means you could probably shop in the kids section. And that means clothes and shoes are a lot cheaper. Is that something that you would look into? Yeah, I've, I've done
0: that in the past. At first, I thought it was awkward because I'm like, 20 and i look like a kid and i need to like shop for myself so i I was like i need to go into the kid section just so it could fit me (laughs) i'm like and it made me feel good because i felt masculine so that's all that really mattered at the end of the day and it's cheaper so it's a great it's a great way to shop for a trans guy
1: it's like double positive there double positive
0: that's awesome
2: i mean i i just go shopping at old navy and like (laughs) they got good stuff there not sponsored, by the way.
1: <laughs> Are there um, like any specific shops or stores that you like to go to? Um, no, I just go by what I see. <laughs> that's, that's it. So you said one of the things that you look forward to in your future is being more independent. What does that look like to you?
0: Moving into my own place, my own space, so I can transition, I guess, because I need that personal space. I mean, my family is supportive and all but it, it's just, it would be more beneficial i think if i just did it in my own space just so they could have some space too just so they can cope with it
1: more would you say privacy is important to you yeah <laughs> it's it's important do you know what your next steps are for that reach for independency probably investing in an online business or
0: or finding a full-time job um what kind of online business uh, my own trans shop something that transgender people can benefit from so would you be selling
1: merchandise? Yeah. Like what sort of things?
0: Binders, just clothes that resonate with trans people and gen- maybe gender neutral clothes too.
2: Is there any like personal goals you also have for independence? Like getting your license or like any hobbies to look into?
0: Going to college maybe.
2: <laughs> any like, I'm just going to say side quest goals? <laughs>
0: I guess. Yeah. Get my driver's license. It's been over two years now. I've been switching provinces, so I need to get that done. So you said going
1: to college would be a potential goal in your future. What would you be going to college for? Computer programming. I got a lot of hobbies. (laughs) It makes no sense. So you're into technology?
0: Yeah, technology. Computers. Yeah, and tattooing. (laughs) It makes no sense. It makes no
1: sense. Well, the computers and the online business makes a lot of sense. Is that like are those two interests combined? You- yeah, yeah. What are the steps to start an online business?
0: Uh, make your own website from scratch because you don't have to rely on anyone else's website. Sale funnels, investing on products, drop shipping, having knowledge in marketing and advertising online as the main steps, I think.
1: <laughs> That's a lot of steps. That's a lot of steps, yeah. How does one go about encompassing all of those steps? It doesn't sound like a one person.
0: No, no. You need like a lot of companionship, a lot of companionship.
1: Have you been making any connections for that? Not yet. It's coming together,
0: but it's slowly, slowly, slowly coming together.
2: So what inspired you to want to do this business in the first place?
0: COVID. (laughs) COVID and just wanting to help people in the community, in the trans community, just to see like if I can even benefit
1: people. And I'm passionate about it. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Is there like an ultimate end goal with that online business? Would you like to somehow like expand it in the future? Definitely, yeah. So I wish you the best of luck on those future endeavors. You said some of the things that you've already accomplished is um, trusting people and being yourself around them. That must have taken a lot. How did you get to this point? Just realizing that they're accepting and supportive
0: and knowing that I started to trust my family and and just people in general more trust is like, a, it was like a big issue for me. I had a lot of trust issues. Now I feel like I can, once I came out, I'm, I feel more like I could trust people. Was there anything you did in particular to like heal these trust issues that you've had? No, just realizing it was more of a realization for me just to go and trust people more than how I did before in the past. So don't no, don't trust everybody. Just trust people, just, you know.
1: Was there something in specific that sparked this realization for you? Just having that support, I guess.
0: Having that support.
1: (laughs) Would you say it was like having that support in the sense of community that made you realize maybe people or some people aren't that bad? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. Well, Jackson, thank you very much for sharing part of your journey with us. We wish you the best of luck on your future endeavors. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. Thank you, guys. Growing Through It is a project of Roots to Harvest and a part of the Great Big Stories project through Frame a global network of youth mental health resources. In today's episode, you heard Lack Williams and Shayna Twans interviewing a past participant of Roots to Harvest. Roots to Harvest lives, works, and plays on the traditional territories of the Fort William First Nations people, signatories to the Robinson Superior Treaty of 1850. We strive to not only learn from and with, but also reconcile relationship with the Anishinaabe people in this area who have cared for and stewarded this land for centuries. Each episode is recorded at Roots to Harvest in Thunder Bay with sound engineering by the folks at Podigy. Growing Through It is thankful for the mentorship and guidance from J.L. Chung and John Thompson, as well as Cornelius Beaver, a supporting member of the interview team. We also want to thank the brave folks who showed up to share their stories and let a larger community learn from and connect to their experiences.